2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Jay Zawoski, joined remotely today by Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi, Fellas, it is good to see you. It is good to be in an air-conditioned space. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's been... I I told you guys off the air yesterday that the office was 85. Uh, My basement in the in the summer is approximately 40 degrees um (laughs) so i am my feet are on a blanket right now it's so cold down here but i'll take that over pouring sweat
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i stayed
0: we got the update from uh from the office yeah
1: (laughs) yeah there's a reason all the shows are remote today because they care about us at chgo and we love them for that um but yeah i decided to stay late at the office yesterday to write because i had a trivia night bad move uh, and then I show up to my trivia night, and guess what?
2: The it wasn't working.
1: Yeah, it wasn't working <laughs> oh, either. No. So no.
2: Oh, uh, the, pitter, no.
1: oh. the pair of jeans i wore yesterday have been disposed of
2: yeah. oh my god <laughs> you had to throw them out huh? you said to retire them <laughs>
1: they are officially biohazard materials after eight
2: straight off hours a suit. Oh, oh lordy lord yeah man <laughs> not it's... Pretty, oh, not pretty. hey you know what a week ago we're complaining about the rain i'll take this i'll yeah, take some heat we're, so. we're well overdue uh, speaking I think of the heat
1: outside yes uh, not inside
2: yeah speaking of hot here we go uh the NHL playoffs have been really really good really really exciting and I found myself last night as I was watching uh Calgary wrap up their win um how have the ratings been since the games have shifted over to uh TBS and ESPN and as you'd predict when they're put on a sports network that gets, post-game coverage, um, you know, uh, promotions on channels people watch, it does really well. So here's what uh, and what ESPN released a couple days ago. Through 16 games, the first round on ESPN and ESPN2 uh, has 644,000 average viewers. That's up 27% from the 2021 first-round cable coverage. Canes Bruins game four peaked at 1.6 million viewers. That's a 1.02 million average. That's up 66% versus a comparable 2021 game. Rangers and Penguins, 914,000 uh, average. Yeah, 914,000, 914,000 average viewers up 43% versus a comparable 2021 game. Pens caps 761K average. Viewers up 10% from a 2021 game. Turner, very similarly, big jumps. Coverage is up 46% from them. And this is what really interested me. Female viewership for playoff games on TNT and TBS see substantial increases up 71% when compared to televised games to date last year and up 73% from 2019. So it was really, you know, I've been really pleased with the coverage uh, that both channels have provided. There's things I would fix on each side, of course, but I just think... The league having um, credibility on those networks, right? And and the added benefit, as we discussed, you know, before the season, is you know ESPN is going to talk about it on SportsCenter because now they've got a, a horse in the race, right? So yeah, people are able to see these games, are able to experience hockey. It's on in the background. Someone maybe fell asleep watching office reruns or whatever, and they turn on the hockey games. On it does help that the games have been great, but it's really encouraging to see. Now that they're back with TV, TBS TNT and especially ESPN, the numbers have gone up big and it, that's very encouraging.
0: Yeah, when you finish a game and uh, when you finish a broadcast and Scott Van Pelt is starting his show talking about the NHL playoffs, that's a big deal because you know that that's a name at ESPN that brings some of the most cachet and that's a that's a show that even for late night gets a lot of eyes on it for you know, fans of 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 just sports in general, NBA playoffs have been huge, and I, th- I think it was Greg, um, was it Greg Wasinski or, or Lazarus? I can't remember which one, but one of them pointed out last night that the uh, the 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 Panthers coming back and taking the lead against the Capitals was on the ESPN homepage Do, in the middle of the NBA playoffs, which up until this season. Was like, you know, the, the the punchline was that ESPN didn't know what hockey was, right? And and I think to have two networks that are easy to find for 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 viewers um, to have these games is is huge, because uh, how many times would you you know would you have to figure out like okay what channel is NBC Sports Network or what channel is uh you know the CNBC when when a game starts late or something like that like. You would it would be hard to find, and it's and and I think you know people know ESPN, ESPN two, TNT, they know those channels. It's easy to find, it's easy to access, and um, I I wondered too if, um, you know the 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 difference in the playoffs, um, the, the the way formatting was. I wonder if that too um, changed or impacted viewership a little bit. Cause I remember last year there were some matchups that you were just like, well, this is kind of a weird matchup. Like you wouldn't really expect, you know, people to tune in even though it was still the playoffs. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're back to, you know, the normal matchups. We're not going to get an all Eastern conference or Western conference final um, Stanley cup final. And yeah, I think it's great. And the broadcasts have been really good. I think this, the studios setups have been great. I think, um, you know, both ESPN and TNT, they have, different feel to each broadcast which is good it's not one trying to copy the other so yeah yeah, i'm i'm i've been happy with the 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 new excuse me new way that um that these networks have been have been broadcasting the game i think it's it's a great start and hopefully it continues to bring in more more of the casual fans and bring in new fans
2: yeah i wonder how much credit do you guys give to the studio shows do you think people tune in and I don't know the answer to this. I'm just, I'm. This is not a. This is a real question. Do you think people are tuning in to see Chris Chelios, Mark Messier, Paul Bissonnette, the occasional Wayne Gretzky? I I don't know. I mean, I guess you turn on your TV and there's pregame and there's recognizable hockey faces on the screen. That certainly helps. It doesn't hurt. But I wonder. I think I think the Turner coverage of the NBA has gotten so good that people do tune in for pregame and postgame because. That's that's like, what, 40% of the show yeah. is the game is one thing, but the post-game coverage is so excellent. I wonder how much people are jumping on because of the pre- and post-game analysis. I mean, it's, it's definitely better than anything NBC tried. That's that's for damn sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask because I hate pre-game and post-game shows, <laughs> except for one, I love our post-game show. Oh, it's, it's the third- only post-game oh, yeah. show Best. everybody should watch. But I'm not a pre-game guy. I don't... It's like, I'm like just get to the game already. Don't tell me <laughs> a half hour of things I already know. Like maybe yeah. it's you know 20 years ago a pregame show was more informative because you didn't have injury reports and all this stuff at the you know at your fingertips 24 hours a day. Yeah. So I can look up what I want to know before a game starts. I don't have to sit there and and wait for Rick freaking Tockett to to tell me it. <laughs> like I don't like I don't need it. So I 704. 70- Seven o'clock puck drop. I am on the TV at seven o'clock. I don't need the pregame show. In between periods, I don't really w- pay attention to it very much either, unless there was something specific I wanted to see again. And in the way that they, that they have the staggered starts, when one game is going to intermission, I'm flipping over to the other game. I'm not even watching in between. Yeah. So it doesn't do a lot to me. For me, but I'm not your. "Quote unquote casual fan i'm not the target audience for these like i'm going to watch these games no matter what they don't need something extra you know the steak to me is the game absolutely sizzle i don't need the sizzle i'm there for the steak i'm not Mm. there for the side dishes so (laughs) i'm not that's not they're not catering to me so it it, it doesn't really matter as far as like the casual fan absolutely i think it makes a difference when they have people you know yeah some personalities Uh, You know, I think there's improvements both networks need to make in the in-game and studio, you know, who they have and all that stuff. But they're definitely laid a foundation to some very good coverage. A couple tweaks here and there can get even better. Uh, But I think it will make a difference to somebody who isn't that isn't paid to watch hockey and and supposed to know all these things already. If I'm just some some random guy, just say, hey, there's hockey. Let's see what's on. I'll tune into the pregame show because I don't know, you know, I'm not on Twitter all day looking up who's the starting goalie is or what, you know, who the healthy scratch is. So, I'm not the target audience for pregame, postgame shows, but I, I, ha- I would have to think it makes a difference. So, you know, we'll we'll see what you know, but it's not for me.
2: Lots of folks in the chat seem to be favoring Turner over ESPN. <laughs> Um, just, I I think that they're Turner's clearly trying to recreate the NBA coverage. They're trying to have the, the ribbing and the, and the, you know, little jabs at each other and whatever you think of barstool, whatever you think of, uh, spitting Chicklets or whatever, Paul Bissonnette brings an audience with him. He also is the sort of uh chop buster that, uh, he's seems to have a rapport with everybody around the league where he can sort of take shots. He's taking shots at Gretzky all in fun and stuff. But I think the idea it's very clear what Turner's trying to do. And I have to say, aside from Tocket, who I think brings nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I what I see in Tocket is a guy who's who knows he wants to coach again and doesn't want to offend anybody. Um, you know, which is understandable, but just, just then get him out of there. Right. Um, can, can I interrupt for one second? Yes, just of one course. Just of quick course. second. Yes.
1: Um, while we're talking about Rick Tockett, the next person on Twitter that says Rick Tockett should be the next Blackhawks coach is getting punched in the side. Is that head. happening? I, I've seen it. I've no. seen it multiple times. Rick more should be more than just Tockett.
0: the one time last week.
1: No, I've seen it at least three times this week. Ever really? since the Barry Trotz thing, I've seen. Uh, we don't need Trotz. We need Rick Tocket. So let's just knock that off right now. Is okay. it from, Sorry, Jay. Is it from
2: Tick Rocket? Is that the name of the account? <laughs> <laughs> totally not that's, Rick Tockett. That's no. That's that's the name of a '90s alternative band. I I
1: I love I love hockey gambling. '92.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, people don't seem to like uh, Tockett. He just. I really think he's holding back. He doesn't want yeah. to go hard on a player that he might end up coaching and again, I get it, but like you got to do like you're a hard-ass coach, you have a job to do, do the job. And you can still be critical and be fair. Like the three of us are critical of the Blackhawks all the time, but we're not like he's just a dork. Like we don't make fun of him. Right. It's it's all valid analysis if you're watching the game and seeing how a guy performs. I think you can You can give critical analysis without being personal, without taking it too far and without crossing a line. And I think if target's going to stay on the, you know, on the dais, um, (laughs) you know, he's going to have to learn, Hey, give an opinion. You don't want to rip anybody, but you got to give some thoughts here. And he just hasn't. But other than that, I've been really pleased with, um, with both stations coverage. And I don't know if you guys noticed last night during the game, Leah Hextall was, she was Twitter was all over her. And it's, I know a portion of it is the gross misogyny of just men watching sports or whatever. And like women shouldn't do this. Fine. That that's, you know, 40% of it. But a lot of the criticism of her was she's too, she gives too much description, which is an interesting criticism for a broadcaster. You know, like you're talking too much. Like this is what I do. I think that's, I think that's something
0: that for, for a TV broadcast of a game um, Like like this season when they when they brought in like John Whiteman to do a TV game like he has to like toten down yeah. how much he actually describes because he's used to doing it for radio where you have to tell the the audience everything because they're not they're not right. they're not watching it yeah but yeah when you get that kind of like radio feel to the broadcast while you're watching you're like yeah I know I see it I'm yeah. I'm watching this like you don't have to tell me everything and then you know you you can get into you know word salads and and, and whatnot so I, you know I. I, I agree with you, Jay. I think there is a portion of the the criticism that's coming coming to her just because you know it's it's a woman in, in a broadcast position in a male dominated sport, and that yeah. just come that that just comes with it, unfortunately. Um, but I, I you know I I do enjoy her. I, I I do enjoy her calls. I think she was really good at the college level, um, but at the at the NHL level, I I don't know if it's just the speed of the game goes. Much faster than the college level, and then she's like broadcasting to like catch up to it. I don't know if that's the case, but um, but I mean, I mean, I've I've watched college games that that she's done and had no issues with the broadcast that 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 she put in. Um, but I think the you know the NHL is probably a little bit more of a ruthless audience, so it's 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 hard criticism. I think. Um. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My thing with her is she
2: she ends her D's with T's, like third period. Like she does that. And now that I've planted that seed for you, you're
1: Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, My friend. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Stanley cup playoffs, my friend. Well, here I think for the first period, but Mario, to your point, it's obviously wonderful that women are getting opportunities and to broadcast men's games. And that's great. Like if you're a good broadcaster, you're a good broadcaster. It shouldn't matter. Like, I don't think Kenny Albert was some great all-star hockey player. This was Sam, like is Sam <laughs> right, Rosen. Right. Like, is Sam Rosen awesome at hockey? So he get no, if you're a no. good broadcaster, you're a good broadcaster, but that comes with criticism. And mm. just as Tony Romo and, and Jim Nance and, and like Tom Brady, when he decides to start broadcasting, they're going to get criticized. Criticism comes with the territory and it is not always just, butthurt hurt men, you know, like, I don't want a lady calling the game. Like, Fine. Okay, cool. But, like, give it's sort of what Colby Cohen was saying to us the other day. And if you missed that, go check it out. Um, When the feedback is just you suck, that's not helpful. It's not feedback. It's not feedback. It's not just say, hey, I, you know, I saw like, um, I can't remember who it was, but whoever said that about her giving too much information, that is a very valid criticism, right? Let the game breathe a little bit. And look, it, it comes with time. She's new at this, you know? So just like a coach or a player, you got to get flight miles to improve. And I'm confident she will, but I I, I I hope that I hope the criticism is coming from a a constructive place and not a personal place.
1: She's been fine. She's had good games. She's had bad. My, my biggest criticism of her, is she's a bit too shouty for me <laughs> like every every play she's yelling at me it's like just mm-hmm. stop yelling at me it's okay like her
0: her, her and Butcherrosss do the same thing yeah and it's
1: like it not every zone entry deserves to be screamed at now. yeah like it's okay save that for the spectacular play so I know it's a spectacular play otherwise I'm just gonna be like oh my god this is mm. like it's a little nerve-wracking. So a little less screamy, and that's all I ask. Otherwise, I, let it grow.
0: What I've really liked um, about the new, you know, the new the new setup that the NHL has with their broadcasting, both being on ESPN and TNT, um, is that like, yeah, like yeah, you do have you know your your top broadcast teams. You know, your A team on, on TNT is uh, Albert and Olchak, and you know on ESPN it's you know Steve Levy, and um, I, I, you know, you know that you have those. But what NBC had was like if you had Doc and Eddie like you knew you had the broadcast yeah like that was the, that was the, that was the like the 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 network was like we're gonna put our our top A team on this broadcast. What I like with ESPN and TNT is that they have a lot of different people working together on on these games and there's I, to me there's no clear cut like oh they're the best team uh, of broadcasters on a game like That's they, a good they, point. there was really not a not a point yet where we're at that it's like, yeah, you have your eighteens, but there's not like a, a, a duo or a trio or whatever that you're like, oh, they're the best. And anything, anything other than them is going to be a lesser broadcast. Like there's a lot of people there's a lot of groups that have done really well for their broadcasts.
2: You know who would make it sound big? Gary Thorne.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was bummed when he didn't get the uh when he wasn't part of that. That's he's like seventy
0: five though, right? Like he's, he's getting up there. I mean, he still does broadcasting. Like, he's still broadcasting baseball games and stuff. Like, he's still yeah. in it. But, yeah, I, I was, was hoping for him to come back.
1: Gary Thorne was big-time game in in my childhood, yep. you know, teenage mm-hmm. 20s. Yeah. The first ESPN go-around. That was the voice of the Stanley Cup final before Doc Emmerich. Yeah, Gary Thorne. I'm old enough to remember Gary Thorne doing White Sox games.
2: There wow, that's didn't cool.
1: that happen? Or, or did it, or yeah, did I remember I that. that. I think we remember yeah, that. Yeah, sure. That, for like a year or so. That's I remember, how, that's how remember, many gray hairs I have in my beard.
2: I remember Pat Foley doing a Cubs game. This had to be twenty-five years ago or something, but it was yeah. awesome for me. I was like. Whoa, both yeah. things I like. <laughs> My yeah. worlds it's are like coming together. Your,
1: it's like when two of your favorite musicians like play together on the same song. It's like, wow, yeah, okay, we, <laughs> could do, we could do this every day. I'm cool with this. Couple, folks in, a, sorry, Mario, couple folks in it,
2: sorry, Mario. A couple folks in the chat okay. mentioning that if Leah is not ready for a big broadcast, then she shouldn't be on one. And I see what you're saying, but they hire a crew, they hire a certain amount of people, they have X amount of games to cover. Um, so they are comfortable letting her develop on the job and look, the ratings are good. People, a lot of people are watching the fact that Leah Hextall was trending last night means a hell of a lot of people were watching the hockey game. Um, so I think they are comfortable. And as the, you know, as the um, rounds go on and the games become less frequent, you'll have the higher and higher broadcast crews more often. It's yeah, just a numbers game at this point, but yeah, look, you got, got to let people learn on the fly. Yeah. yeah. You
1: got eight series to cover right now. So you need a lot of announcers. So like, I wouldn't expect her to be on the conference final calls. Um, but, you know, hockey play-by-play guys, you just can't walk into your local Walmart and say, hey, give me a six-pack of hockey play-by-play announcers <laughs> and you're good to go. You know, it's, it's a difficult. It's a niche sport in this country uh it's a very difficult sport to call it's so fast it's not baseball where you can literally sit there and pretty much do a three-hour podcast and every once in a while go oh yeah ball four you know it's it's fast paced it's not for everybody and so i think finding you know i I think finding talented people to do this uh uh, you know on a short-term basis it's a difficult job to do and You know, you also got to remember that during these early rounds, all 16 of these teams also have their local broadcasts providing the games too. So all those guys and and women who are are doing those, they're not available. If there was exclusively on ESPN, Mm -hmm. then maybe you could get you know, the Tampa Bay play-by-play guy and the Toronto color guy to do that series. Cause that would be fun. Cause it would be two guys that know these teams better and it would be a better broadcast. It's just not an option right now. That's so, what they're, I
2: don't know if you guys saw this. It started last weekend, Sunday mornings on Peacock. It's like 1030 Chicago time. Well, the, the first baseball pitch. Games, yeah. And it's Jason Bonetti is the play-by-play guy. And then they bring in the analysts from each team that's playing. So what was it? Sox and. Uh Yeah, it was Sox and Red Sox for the first one. So it was Steve Stone and Kevin Uclis with Jason Benetti. I would love that. That would be great. And it gives guys like that the opportunity as the playoffs go on to be there on the call when their teams win. Like, that's one of the, the few things about the dynasty that wasn't great was we don't have Pat Fo- Foley calling a game winner. Yeah. We have a manufactured one, but we don't have a legitimate Pat Foley. The Hawks win the cup. That, that yeah, doesn't exist right. in, a, in in, you know, except for a replication. So that, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah. And it, it was fun, you know, when one, when the Blackhawks were in the playoffs, but when those, when those games, the early games would get on to the local broadcast, it was great to, to be able to, you know, experience that playoff hockey atmosphere with the voice that you were familiar with. Like it made it pretty special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if if the NHL could you know get get creative a little bit and maybe do some of some of those things where they, they have someone local for the teams to you know be part of the broadcast at some point in, in a playoff game, like I think that that'd be that'd be awesome. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I to to like you like you guys were saying, to find people who are who are you know quality and, and, and good enough to to do the game at at a national level in a playoff atmosphere that's very hard to find. And, and, you know, I, I did a, a color commentary for an ice hogs game a few years ago. I, you know, Joey let me come on to, to, to try it out. And um, it was fucking hard. <laughs> yes. like, it was so, it was like, you know, and, and, I've, I've, I've done broadcasting. I've, I've done, you know, I've done games in college and stuff before for different sports, but for hockey, just man, so it's, you, you watch it as a fan, you're like, this is a fast game. And then you watch it and you're trying to like analyze in your head what's happening and then convey that. And in real time, you're like, Oh, I was like, Oh no. like I was like, thank God it was with Joey. Who's so good. It was like, if I was doing this with anybody else, I'd look like a moron. And I probably did anyway, but it was, it was just a, an insane experience. So yeah. to find people who are, are, are good enough to do, you know, national playoff games, um that's a special talent
2: so there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in the chat that I want to address too like games and roses saying like you need to work your way up to this job Leah Hextall has been broadcasting since 2005 working her way up she was with CTV Winnipeg she worked her way up to Nesson then she joined Calgary Flames broadcasts like she has done this they didn't just like say your last name's Hextall come and call a hockey game the fact she, that you don't love her Frozen, voice or she's- she in the Frozen Four. Yeah, the fact that time. you don't love yeah. her voice or she's too wordy doesn't mean she's unqualified for the job. It's a taste thing, right? Some people loved Hawk Harrelson. Some people hated Hawk Harrelson. It doesn't mean he wasn't qualified for the job. So I think just like, pump the brakes. This is a human being. You know what I mean? Like she's doing her best. I'm sorry she's giving you too much information. I, I, I had the same criticism- but at least she's not just like here's a draw, pass, goal. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's working her ass off. She's working as hard she, as any broadcast. There's a out Joe there. Buck clip that's like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a major <laughs> league fly ball. I don't th- call it. Call-
1: <laughs> I don't think people realize how much work goes into calling any sports game, especially a hockey game. That was one of the cool the things about when covering the AHL for all those years. You're in the press box and you're usually right next to the play by play guy. Like it's not. It's not like being in an NHL rink where they're in their separate, you know, throne and you're off the side. You're pretty much I've spent a lot of AHL games sitting directly next to who's ever calling that game or directly in front. And you have to see how much work they put in before the game, during the game. It's amazing. Like I always want as a kid, I wanted to be the next Harry Carrier, the next Pat Foley. And then when I saw up close, like what it actually takes, I was like, Nope, I never want to do that. Cause that looks <laughs> yeah. freaking hard. So, and then multiple that's at the AHL level when you got like 90 people watching on a feed and maybe a couple, you know, a couple <laughs> thousand on, on the radio. Now I'll take that person with them on a national broadcast game for a playoff game being shown in Canada. There, you know, there's a human element to this. It's, you know, yes. If you don't like somebody because you don't think they do a good job, that's great. That's your opinion. We all have those. But just you know, it's there's a, as you Col- was he talk with Kobe as you mentioned earlier. There's the human aspect to this. Everybody is not perfect. You don't like them, that's great. But you know, to, to don't
2: attack their credentials when they obviously death have them. threats. Colby told yeah. us he was getting death threats. What the hell? Yeah. All right. I,
0: I, I think I think there's I think there's there's a lot of people who don't realize like when they're putting things on on social media and, and whatnot that you know there are like these are real people who read those things and have to deal with uh, those kinds of comments and 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 like he's like he said uh, on on our show you know he can brush it off because he's he know he knows what's going on and he knows you know that's part of the part of the 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 job is is getting criticism and feedback um in that nature but then he's you know he's my friends and his and his wife and his family like being concerned it's just like okay yeah like yeah that's the real life part of it and yeah i I think if there there's there's a line to cross between you know criticizing someone saying hey i you know i don't think you captured the essence of the game properly to to piss off you suck like okay cool like it's it's not helpful not it's not helpful no it, it takes away from the fun
2: all right we've got a lot to get to so let's keep getting to it uh, i want to remind everybody though the best way to support chgo is to download the points bet app and use code chgo when you sign up if you do that right now you'll get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars but that's not it if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you're going to get a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content, including Greg's uh, Ice Hogs Wolves preview. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's two G's in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect Live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, online sign-up is available now in Illinois, so you can download the PointsBet app and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Mario, you want to fill us in on your improving gut health?
0: Yes, (laughs) my improving gut health and my improving uh, overall health. Uh, Good. Yeah, uh, Athletic Greens. They have been uh, a sponsor of CHGO Podcasts and CHGO Sports uh, for a while now. Uh, If you haven't checked out their AG1 product yet, I definitely recommend it. It is uh, doing wonders for me, feeling a lot better after dealing with covid um, it is a formula designed to improve your gut health, give you more uh, natural energy, and boost your immune system. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotic probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right, and if you have different uh, dietary restrictions or different lifestyle diets you do, uh, AG1 is good with all of them, whether it's keto or vegan or dairy-free, gluten-free, whatever it is. Uh, it, it's, it's able, you're able to put it into your diet and be completely fine with it. Uh, it's easy to incorporate into your life. All you have to do is have one scoop of AG one in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com/chgo blackhawks. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm looking forward to seeing you back, buddy.
2: I, I will you. be back.
0: I will be back on Monday. I, uh, I have I have passed
2: the NHL uh, protocols, two negative tests. We're good to go. Speaking of Monday, just a little, little tease as we look ahead to next week. Uh, the Hawks Brain Trust of um, Kyle Davidson, Norma Kiver, and Jeff Greenberg will be meeting uh, and talking on Monday, so we're going to be a little bit delayed. We're going to be on at 3 p.m. on Monday, uh, reacting to all that. We'll be at the United Center taking in that presser, so that should be a lot of fun. Make sure you join us there. All right, we've got some other—we're going to get to the playoffs in a little bit here. Uh, we also are going to slow roll our th- Throwback Thursday segment, which we're starting in earnest next week. But we've got some preliminary uh, NHL awards finalists announced. We've got the uh, Norris Trophy, we've got the Vezina, the Calder, and the Hart. Uh, let's start with the Norris Trophy, who we've all already named Kale McCarr, the winner. The three of us, I believe. Uh, Roman. The, ne- Yo- the next 10, my friend. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Roman Yossi from Nashville, 80 games played, 23 goals, 73 assists, 96 points. That's a great season. Kale yes. McCarr with Colorado, 77 games, 28 goals, 58 assists for 86 points. And Victor Hedman, if he can points. have a quiet great season, he kind of did. 82 games, 20 goals, 65 assists, 85 points. That's a guy who's just so good that people are just like, eh, yeah, <laughs> "Yeah, Victor Hedman. Yeah, yeah whatever." Duncan and, Keith kind of got to that point in his career where it was just like, "Eh, you know, he's just he's just pretty he's, much perfect." Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the, the one thing uh the one thing that that frustrates me in the in the when I'm listening to like the national talking heads about this topic, is you know the the Roman Yossi should win it because he's been so good for so long. Blow it out your ass. He's like won I, one. Uh, he's already got one. Yeah, yeah. This is not a career achievement award. It's who's the best defenseman this, this year. season. Yes. And Roman Yossi was absolutely spectacular, but Kale McCarr was better. He yes, is better. Yeah. Sorry, that doesn't take away from the amazing season Roman Yossi. But to hear people on the NHL network and on our national broadcast, we like, well, Roman Yossi has been a really good defender for so many years. So what? Then give him this the lifetime achievement award. Yes. Then put him in the <laughs> hall of fame when his career is <laughs> yeah. over. That's what that's about. That's for, yeah. he's been fabulous this year. Second best defenseman in hockey. End of story. It, they right. already,
0: they already gave the Norris to Adam Fox last year. So you've bucked the trend of this is, right. you th- you this guy deserves defense. one because he's been good for a long time. Like, like, we're, when not, gave we're not going
1: to one of these young guys last year. Yeah. And there's no problem doing it again.
0: I mean, yeah, you, you look at, I, I know it's a regular season award, but thank God, you know, Nashville and, and Colorado went head to head because it was clear as day. Who is the better, def- yeah. who is the better defenseman and has a bigger impact on his team between Yossi, and McCarr. Kale McCarr is, uh, I know it said in the chat, he could, he could win a decade's worth of Nor- of Norris's if he's, if he's able to continue this, uh, this level of play like he's already so young and he's literally the like the best uh, offensive creative like like he he has a game that could change the way defensemen play in the NHL because now we're getting this term of like rover player and it's like it's so true it's like it's what people wanted Eric Gustafson to be where oh he could play forward no he can't Kale McCarr could literally play any position and be effective a- across the ice. Yeah, seriously, and, and that's that's not hyperbole. And it's just insane how good he is. Um, and yeah, I I, I think Yosi had an incredible season. He he was you know the catalyst to Nashville's offensive attack, which you kind of don't want to say as a defenseman, but I mean it's, that's that's how Nashville was uh, was constructed. But yeah, it's it's clearly Kale McCarr. I mean, he almost scored thirty goals. Like it's.
2: And he, highlight he just, real goals.
0: Yeah, and it's not just yeah, it's not he's not just throwing the puck from the blue line and, and hoping for you know to get through a screen and score. Like he's you he he took Kirby Doc's soul this season. Like it was it was insane. <laughs>
2: Won't stop showing that, sense. by the way. That yeah, is on yeah. a loop for eternity in my brain, <laughs> man. Like that they yeah. that is every highlight package has that happening.
1: I may be I may be sounding ridiculous here, and I'm the pump the brakes guy usually, but like <laughs> McCarr is like the modern-day Bobby Orr, he's revolutionizing that position. I mean, yeah. it's already been an offensive-minded position for the past decade or so, but he's taking it to the next level. When Bobby Orr showed up, he did things nobody ever dreamed a defenseman would do. And there's been a lot of great offensive defensemen since, but Makar is now taking that offensive-minded defensive defenseman position to a whole New level, and I think we're only just begun seeing what this kid could do. As long as he could stay healthy, such a special talent. Yeah, I mean, and it's I I purposely watch every, like when I know he's on the ice, my eyes are automatically on him. Like that's all I watch. And he's they, they also
2: draw. He draws you to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just he's yeah. You don't out.
0: have to go yeah. out of your way to find him
1: because yeah. he usually has the puck.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and it's you know the 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 points and the high and the highlight reel goals are, are are one thing, but it's also. You know this this the norris trophy has been like oh who's just scored the most points as a defenseman like no nah, like mccar is also very sound defensively like he's not he's not just out there you know scoring 70 80 points and he's a plus two or something like he's right. like he is he is effective defensively as well so and he's yeah, also
2: going to get better defensively and Jason in the chat yeah, says
0: he's only 20 something
2: yeah uh jason compares mccar to duncan keith with a little defensive downgrade but adding a cane like impact on offense 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 (laughs) i I said it weird um but that that's true he does have like maybe he's not to duncan keith's caliber of defender but remember duncan keith is a top 100 all-time hockey player yeah a multiple norris but like he is this generation's probably best defenseman so if he's a little notch below duncan keith that's still very freaking good and duncan keith
1: wasn't that an elite defenseman at age 22 or 23 either yeah it took time
2: so yeah. And I know that's not what Jason was saying, by the way. Like, right, right, yeah, yeah, Jason's agreeing with us, but just, you know. Like
0: career arc, I would, I I feel very confident saying that Kale McCarr, his career arc uh, as an individual will probably be better than Duncan Keith's was.
1: And that's coming from the guy wearing the Duncan Keith Yes.
0: Hat. Yeah. And I have my Duncan Keith jersey hanging in my closet.
1: Like, oh, I love Duncan Keith. And yeah. uh yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's a cool debate that we can we can hopefully, when we're still doing this show together in seven or eight years, we can <laughs> get one of our DNVR guys on it and say, who had the better career, Duncan Keith or Cale McCarr?
2: And we'll fight yeah. to the death. All right, yeah, next we'll up lie. is the Vezina Trophy. Uh, your finalist, Jacob Markstrom from Calgary, 37-15-9, with a 2.22 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage. UC see Soros from Nashville, 38-25-3, with a 2.64 and a 91.8 save percentage and Igor Shesterkin from the Rangers 36-16-4 with a 2.07 goals against That's and incredible. a .935 save percentage. Do we yeah. need to have no. this talk? I mean, no, <laughs> no. I mean, when you're when you're not to
1: do spoiler alert, but when you're also a heart finalist, <laughs> yeah, at
2: that position, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Why are we yeah. even?
1: Why are we even going through the
0: motions? <laughs> yeah,
1: he was the best goalie in the league. No credit, partner. credit,
0: credit to Mark Markstrom and, Definitely. and Saros. Like their yeah. their their teams don't get where they are now without them. It, clearly, uh, Nashville didn't have any chance without him in net. Um, but yeah, Shosturkin, like. In a, in a NHL uh, era where scoring is is at the highest it's ever been, to have a, a an over nine thirty save percentage and nearly a, a two flat goals against, that's incredible.
2: Yeah, a January in the chat, a big Rangers fan says they don't make the playoffs without Igor. No, that's probably true, and probably that is true. kind of the definition of an MVP, right? But yeah, they, it almost good, never goes to a goalie. Good, good
1: thing it's a regular season award because oof, playoffs, we'll get into those games. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. We're not going to hang him out to dry completely, but he, he
2: can only do so much.
1: He sh- maybe he should have started a few less games in the regular season, but that just shows you how valuable he was. If he starts 10 less games, they're not where they are. So yep. it's a double edged sword.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, next we move on to the Calder Memorial Trophy for the Rookie of the Year. Moritz Sider, uh defenseman for the Red Wings, 82 games, seven goals, 43 assists, 50 points, and a bunch of big hits. Yeah. Love that kid.
1: All the big hits. Uh,
2: Trevor Trevor's uh for the Ducks, 75 games played, 23 goals, 38 assists, 61 points, and all the highlight reel goals. Uh, the aged Michael Bunting <laughs> from Toronto, <laughs> 79 games. According to school Michael Bunting <laughs> invented the printer press. Seriously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. T- 23 goals, 40 assists. Do you do the math? 63 points. Um, I, you know, I feel like Zegers is going to win it because I think the league sees him as very marketable. I give it to cider
1: Cider's my guy too.
0: I, my, my vote would be oh, my, my points bet that was on uh, was on more at cider, but yeah, I I could see, I could see a, a world where Trevor Zegers, um, you know, would, would win it. I think he's, he was definitely top of mind as far as rookies go for a, a long time this season. Um, obviously the highlights speak for themselves, but yeah, I mean, he's his his development already as a rookie is is really impressive. But you see, you say the same thing for for Moritz Sider, like you know, the anchoring uh, anchoring an NHL blue line as a as a rookie, basically with with the Red Wings, like that's impressive. And 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 he's he's a player that really has a lot of a lot of completeness to his game obviously he's still raw as a rookie but you can see like the offensive side the defensive side the physicality like you you can see the makings of a guy who's going to be a long time number one uh there will be a number one defenseman eventually and be there for a long time and bunting like yeah you know the the whole the whole discourse about you know how old a rookie should be you know it's just like look like it's a rookie. This is, he's he's not. Uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, th- the definition is first year NHL player. Uh, if you want to make it best teenager, you got to change the <laughs> you got to change the requirements <laughs> then. Um, but I mean, you know, Bunting came in. He, he made an impact. It it helps that he played with you know Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But oh, um, you know, if you if you're upset, then Bunting's a finalist. You got to have that same energy for Artemi Panarin winning it after being a stud in the KHL and then coming and playing with, you know, pre-decline Jonathan Taze and MVP Patrick Kane. Like, you know, it's oh, it's,
2: it's the same argument. You so just, you just hurt my soul with using pre-decline Jonathan Taves as like. It's well, a, hey, I know it's accurate. I mean, it's totally accurate. It's tough. Love. But it just oh, it stings. It stings <laughs> yeah. so much. All right. So the last one we have, and it's very weird. They would just throw this one in the middle of the uh, awards announcements. You'd think they'd save the hard trophy for last, but it's at the NHL. So they're going to do what they do. Uh, <laughs> Austin Matthews from Toronto. 73 games, 60 effing goals, 46 assists, 106 points. Igor Shosturkin from the Rangers, who we already discussed, 36, 16 to 4, 2.07, 935. And Connor McDavid of the Oilers, eighty games, forty four goals, seventy nine assists, one hundred and twenty three effing points. The guys closest to him, neither oh, of them get a MV, get a Hart Trophy uh, nomination. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau from Florida and Johnny Gaudreau from Calgary, each tied with one hundred and fifteen points. Those were the two closest guys to McDavid's <laughs> one twenty three. And look, like you talk about like the boredom people are getting with Victor Hedman being so great, you have to wonder if. Connor McDavid's greatness being so like everyone getting used to it. If it's going to cost him a few MVP trophies,
0: because
2: the guy is, he is, he's otherworldly.
1: He's the best player in the game. There's no doubt, no doubt about it, but he's not going to win the award this year. I think this is, this is going to be the case of who do I think should win the award versus who I think is going to win the award. And it's going to be Austin Matthews. I'm not taking anything away from him. 60 goal season is incredible, but Playing for Toronto and doing what he did is going to get you a lot more votes than doing what you did playing for for Edmonton. Uh, and yeah, Igor was fantastic, the most valuable player on the Rangers. Zero argument about that. Um, but you know, for a goalie to win the heart, it's got to be like a ridiculously amazing season. And that's saying he didn't wasn't great, but he's got the Vesna. I don't think he's gonna get the heart. He's worthy of being a finalist. Absolutely. It's it's Austin Matthews scoring 60 goals for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't see any way that he doesn't get the award.
2: And how many really good players have just been ruined by Toronto? (laughs) Like it's it is a different animal there. And he Mm -hmm. has been he's been up to the task. And I see uh, they hate
1: William Nylander again. They loved uh, him last year. They hate him again this year. Mitch Marner will be hated next
0: week. It's a game-by-game game basis,
2: yeah. yeah. I can't. wait. Well, you mentioned talking to DNVR about Duncan Keith uh, versus Kale McCarr in 10 years. If a TNTO ever opens, or TR, <laughs> TRTO, I don't know, whatever it would be, I want to have the is Austin Matthews TRNT? the best Maple Leaf ever talk. And that you could probably yeah. start that conversation you can start right it, now. Yeah. Yep. yeah,
1: he's definitely in the team photo. At this point, there's the Mount no doubt Rushmore, about that. if you will,
2: yeah, yeah for I mean, sure.
1: He's 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 there. Um, he's definitely on his way to getting that title in very short order, I think, because um, he's he's phenomenal. Uh, I'm giving it to Matthews
2: for the record. Uh,
1: as as but as we just said, that that market can just chew people up, and if they have another, they're up three two in their series right now. They, they have another collapse. They don't win a cup. This year, next year, does he eventually just say,
2: "I can't do this anymore"? I want to lead Get the Blackhawks rebuild. I'm Austin. Hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you <in> here?
0: <laughs> no, yes, no, sir. guys, he's going. He's going to Coyotes. Yeah, because yeah. that's where he's
1: from. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to showcase his talents in front of three thousand people. Everywhere. Yeah.
2: You can yeah. only play for the city you're from. Exactly. That's like yeah. Patrick Kane is definitely going to Buffalo. He'll, and, and nowhere else. To, go to Winnipeg, and, and that's yeah. it.
0: Yeah. There are no. Other yeah, options. I think. I think as you know, as far as being the definition of what an MVP is, it's Shesterkin because if you if you pluck these three guys out of their teams' rosters and just put in like league average guy, the Rangers don't get to. the – I don't think the Rangers even make the playoffs without him. Um, Edmonton, maybe they probably they probably still make the playoffs, and Toronto probably still makes the playoffs too. Like I I don't think I I, I think if you if you go by that definition, it should be Sh- Shesterkin. Um, it's but fair. it's not going. It's not going to be. It's just
2: not how it's ever done. It's just not how. No,
0: for for a goalie to win the MVP in this day and age of the NHL, it would have to be an otherworldly. Uh, and you have, you have to play in
1: Montreal. Because <laughs> sure. yeah, right. yeah. yeah. the, yeah. the last two, the last two Hart <laughs> we Trophy in Canada. Winners yeah. were, were Canadians. Josie Theodore and carry Hart.
2: No, you're yeah. right, though. I mean, see, and this is the age-old argument in every sport is, what is MVP? Is MVP the best player or is MVP the person most valuable most. to his team? And exactly. that's what it should. There should be two separate awards. And there are in the NHL. Technically,
0: there's yes. the heart
1: And then there's the Lindsay. The Lindsay's for the most outstanding player, and
0: that never and gets voted to eat. on by. Well, but that's, that's voted, voted by on by, by the players, it. yeah. It's, and that's but and that's, still, that's the problem. People are just like, ah, well, the players, whatever. Like, you but know, it's, well, if you, I mean, it's, it's uh, those are the guys honesty. that
1: know. Those are the guys that know best. I mean, well, according. Of course. According to half the comments in our chats, we never played hockey. So how dare we even talk about the sport? Hey, so who better to vote- NHL 94
2: since 1994, my friends? Hey, I will I will go get my hockey bag and There's show my you. sticks right there. <laughs> we didn't play professionally.
1: So how do we how do we dare have the opinion on this? So who better to have an opinion than the guys playing against these guys? As sure. of, if
2: you were a player, wouldn't the Lindsay mean more to you than the heart? You'd it think You'd it's think. less prestigious, it but to me, peers. it would be like, holy shit. Like all these guys think I'm the best. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, but the, 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 the cachet that's put on each, each trophy, each award is not the same. People yeah. don't, people don't count Lindsay's they count hearts. And, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, you know, uh, Sid, uh, Sidney Crosby only has one MVP. Is that true? I think because he doesn't have as many as you think he would have for how good he for how good he's been his entire career, being one of the one of the best, if not the best player in the NHL for a long standing portion of his career. Um, Some could still argue that he might be still still at the top. Um, You'd lose that argument, but you could make it. Um, But yeah, I mean, McDavid is just just otherworldly. And and it really feels like he'll kind of he might end up Suffering the same kind of fate, being that like he's so good that people get bored of it. And it's like, yeah, we know he's so good. Who else could be go- as good as him? And then they end up getting, you know, <laughs> uh, recognition for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, if I had to, if I had to put money on it, which I did with points bet, I would put it on Austin Matthews. Um, just because I think this, I think the 60 goal season is, is really hard to, to ignore. <clears throat> Especially doing it in Toronto, like you said, Greg, um, and I and I think it's part of that, you know, ho hum. Matt McDavid is so good, kind of attitude that I think I think it'll be close vote, but I think it's going to go to Matthews. <laughs> Excuse me,
2: you're right. There it is. COVID right. got him. He's Ball dead. all
1: choked up over Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
2: All right. Speaking
1: about putting money, though. Speaking yeah, about Greg, is, money, it's, it's your time to thing. shine, my friend. It's time for the points bet play of the week. It's Thursday. We do this every Thursday, and we are on a winning streak. We are on a winning streak. We've won two points bets play of the week's in a row with our buddies down in Sunshine, Florida, the Panthers. So, guess what? The play of the week, we're riding that Panther train all the way to the bank. Uh, they had a big win last night, didn't look very good for a while. Down three nothing in the second period on home ice to Washington, and they came back to win four to three to take a huge three to two series lead. Uh, so we're gonna bet tomorrow night's game, uh, at game six at Washington. The play of the week are the Panthers minus a goal and a half at plus 130. That sounds really Good. I like me, that right? a that, lot. Because that, listen, Panthers get a how many these games end with an empty net goal that puts you up by two, which last time I checked is more than one and a half. So <laughs> I'm thinking Florida is going to take a 3-2 lead into the third period, get that empty netter 4-2 win, and you're going to win on Points bet, so make sure you're downloading that app. You're using that CHGO code if you haven't signed up already. So our points bet player of the week are the Florida Panthers minus a goal and a half at plus one thirty.
2: I'm being told by our producer Lawrence that yes, indeed, two is more than one and a half. Thank you, there Lawrence. You that's that's there why he's
1: that's why he's <laughs> the, the, the best producer in the game. All
0: right, I'm I'm, just, I'm still waiting on the NHL to implement the half goal rule.
2: <laughs> that would that be cool. That would change, um, like would change the
0: landscape of betting. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, We got a lot, two more things to get to. So let's do it quick. I don't know if we're going to do our full playoff recap, but I need to, we got big games tonight. Uh, Game six, Toronto can, can eliminate the lightning. Not going to happen. What? Oh, not going to happen.
0: Historically will not happen. No, I I said in our
2: predictions that Toronto will lose in the most painful way possible. Well,
0: and the fact that (laughs) Vasilevsky
1: has won his last 17 games following a playoff loss. Is that good? And it's, and, and it's Toronto. And it's in Tampa.
2: Lawrence the Le- telling the Le- me again that is good. That's also Indeed. good.
0: Yes. The Leafs yes. are also 0 6 in uh, the last couple of years with the opportunity to close a series.
2: Okay. I, I like oh, their odds. <laughs>
0: so, so there you go.
2: We've got the Kings and Oilers uh, at 9, 8, 9 p.m. And then, I, you know, our Minnesota Wild are, uh, they're, they might get eliminated. Game oh, six in St. Louis. And guess who's not in goal for them tonight? Marc-Andre Fleury. It's
1: it's not officially the Stanley Cup playoffs until Marc-Andre Fleury gets benched. I mean, we've seen this before. I'm not now. Before we get jumping down people's throats, we love Marc-Andre Fleury. But every season, it seems that at some point in a playoff run, even runs that ended with him uh, winning a Stanley Cup, he lost his job at some point. I think this is a panic move on the wilds part, Dean Evanson's part. Um I mean, but I mean, when you have a guy that was an all-star this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. but He hasn't played when, when you're, when your backup is, is cam Talbot, who I think was like 11 and three to finish the season or something like that. Yeah. Like that's a pretty good option.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's pulling Scott Foster out of the stands here, but <laughs> you know, it's my fault. So it's, a, it's up to, it, it, it is,
2: it is. I bought this. Uh, on the <laughs> inaugural, well, my inaugural, not you guys. You guys had plenty of shows under your belt, but when I decided yeah. to show up, my first show, trade deadline day, I bought this hat, threatened to wear it, threatened to bring it to the studio. Many times, left it in my car, forgot I had it. So, <laughs> I've got to there fix the go. mojo. Worse than, yeah. almost worse than losing out on the first round pick would be St. Louis Blues fans enjoying something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm so not for that. I need to make this not happen. And yeah. I hope that me putting this on achieves that goal. All, right? all we need to happen is
0: is Cam Talbot comes in, they they force a game seven, and then eliminate the Blues. And then in the second round, Cam Talbot has a, a tough game or two, and then they go back to Flurry, and he helps them win the second round. Yes. And then there you go. There's your minimum four wins, and there's your Western Conference Finals appearance. Oh, there you go.
2: Man. If they lose to the yeah. Blues,
0: oh, that's gonna suck.
2: I, what I'm gonna I see against Flames at then.
0: Really what I've seen <laughs> against
1: them against the Blues, even if they, they win these next two games in advance, I don't like their chances against Colorado, regardless of who's banging no. goals. goal. It's that's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's a it's tough,
2: tough. series. That's a tough series. Yeah, they might be tired from just bludgeoning their opponent. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, yeah, or like many, Billy t- Gardner said, too many days off. Too many days <laughs> off, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, all right, so uh, before we get to our next little thing, is hurricanes, th-
0: hurricanes and blue bruins too tonight. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, that yes. tonight well, I too. That we will see Go Table Canes. Advance, my friend.
1: And, and it's uh it's uh Auntie Ranta's birthday today, so that Isn't what a, what a great birthday present. Is he back in net? I believe so, yes.
2: By the way, special shout out to Patrice Bergeron, which I never thought not Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, which I never thought I would do for <laughs> telling Tony D'Angelo you are a racist. Over and over and over again, yeah. salute Brad Marchand was, for telling the, it like the Brad Marchand face turn. You saw <laughs> yeah, that right. Guy. Yeah, right, right, right. But uh, I, something I never thought I would say, but I was like, okay, I respect. I respect yeah. that usually, level of smack talk.
1: Usually, I'm like, God, this idiot is running his mouth again. And then when I when I saw what he was saying, I was like, Can you do that all the time? Yeah, let's
2: do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. So it's Thursday. As the off season goes on. We're going to start doing Throwback Thursday shows. We'll talk about old Blackhawks series. We'll talk about Hawks, former Hawks, current Hawks that are celebrating a birthday and just sort of spend some time talking about them and those uh, things. So we're going to slow roll it because this show is gone. We've had a lot to talk about today. And Greg is our uh, resident CHGO Blackhawks historian. You just gave us Auntie Branch's birthday. Is that our Throwback Thursday?
1: Well, he's the he's – the, for today, uh, on, on this date back in 1985, uh, a guy we There's... all know and love, Eddie Olchek, <laughs> became the youngest player since expansion in 1967 to score a goal in either a conference or Stanley Cup final game at just 18 years And 269 nice days old. His historic goal was a shorthanded one, and it came in the Blackhawks' 8-6 win over the Edmonton Oilers in Game (laughs) 4 of the Kyombo Conference Final. Uh, So, yeah, Eddie Olchek making history on this day back in 1985. Um, sure. Just a little uh, quickly, I, I, I got I picked out a bunch of things for the week ahead, uh, but there, but there's a couple of things I'll get to real quick that are really important. May 15th was a very important day in Blackhawks history. One really good, one not so much. On May 15th, which is, what is that, Sunday? Uh, yes, Sunday yeah. or mm-hmm. Saturday.
0: 12, 12, 13, 14, 15.
1: Sunday. yeah Sunday. Uh, on ne- May 15th, 1926, was the day the NHL announced that the, they would include franchises in Chicago and Detroit for the 1926 oh, wow. 1927 season, pushing the league to 10 teams. It's so that's that's like kind of the Blackhawks' birthday.
0: We're getting so close ha- to the 100th anniversary.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of the Hawks. Yes, yes. We are a couple yeah. years
0: getting there. So, what uh, better way to celebrate than with a return to the playoffs?
1: That was, hey, there you go. See the marketing rights itself. There you go. Also, on May 15th, even though that's technically the Blackhawks' birthday, uh, they made one of the worst trades in, in franchise history on May 15th, oh, no. 1967, oh. when they traded a disgruntled Phil Esposito to the Boston Bruins, along with Ken Hodge and Fred Stanfield for Pitt Martin, Jack Norris. And Gilles Marot. Um yeah, yeah. Pitt Martin. They did yeah, Pitt Martin, great player, nice player. Phil Esposito. Oh boy, he had yeah, quite better. the career once he left here. Yeah. A lot of people forget that at one point the Blackhawks had both Phil and Tony on the same roster. But imagine this: Phil Esposito didn't think the words family was paying him enough money, and they got rid of him. That just that's hmm. unprecedented. Boggles unprecedented. the
2: mind. Boggles that the mind. That never
1: history never repeated itself no. like eighteen or nineteen more times. It's, never
2: again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before uh, so, before we wrap up, we, we I'm i I'm sorry, Greg do you have more My bad.
1: Uh, we're forgetting yeah. a birthday. Yeah. Um,
0: Victor Tikhanov. Victor off. the, the Blackhawks. We, we not only almost forgot his birthday, most Blackhawks fans almost forgot he was a player for the Blackhawks. I number, forgot. F- I forgot. Fourteen, he
2: was. Right? Yes. He <laughs> yes. yes. yes he and I think that's, that's as many games as he played for <laughs> Chicago, too. Yeah.
1: He was uh how did we get him again? He came along with somebody. He was he like, came from
0: uh, Arizona, I think. Yeah, he was part
1: of a trade. One somebody of the three was... teams, Stan Bowman trade. Oh no, with. was it was it Panarin? Because he was Panarin's buddy. So
0: in order to get Panarin we had no he was, he was before Panarin, wasn't he? I think he was I, didn't he play in like the 1314 season, something like that? Maybe. I thought he was somebody's
1: uh, Thomas Kopetsky, you know. I thought he was mm. like,
0: in order to get this guy, we have to bring in his buddy too. I didn't but, look it up, but it, I feel like it might have been like the Klaus Dollback trade or something like that. All right, that. so
2: here's a tribune story. Tikhanov played for SKA St. Petersburg, where he was a teammate of Artemi Panarin, who the Hawks signed to a two-year deal from uh, blah, blah blah blah. So was that connected? I think I think it was I think they got Panarin and then they were like, "Hey, let's
1: let's get your buddy here." Yeah, cuz he played for the Hawks during the 2015-16 season.
0: Oh, 15-16, okay.
1: 11 games. Ah. The and then he was traded to or he was claimed off of waivers by the Coyotes. So oh. he was signed as a free agent oh. out of the KHL. So he was one of those he was mm-hmm. he was uh, uh, Anti Ant uh, Artemi Panarin's Thomas Kopetsky. That's, that's well, what there he
2: that Didn't turn out as well, though. no, no, uh, sure no, 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 no. Sure didn't. I love Kopetsky. We let's find him. What's he up to? He's got to be doing something. There's there's there. That could be a throwback for the episode. He's shown up in a couple,
0: uh, you know, a couple Blackhawks, uh, throwback productions. So, yeah, know, let's, find let's find him. Let's find him. Around
2: I'll do that. I'll I'll, put, I'll get to work on that. All right, before we wrap up, I want to ask you guys as hockey fans. Do you want Toronto to win or lose this series? Man, I want them to win. I want more Austin Matthews on my TV, please. I would like
0: to see more of Toronto, just because I think they're such a good team that that yes, the the you know the Maple Leafs fan base and the way the team is covered and talked about and all that stuff is is working against them. But I think player for player, they're such a good team that I think they. The players just need to be kind of like, I think they just deserve a, a, a little bit of like recognition. Like, you know, how much of a, of a monkey off their back would it be just to get to the second round? Like, I, I, I would love to see that um, it would it would screw up my uh, my, my three-peat pick. But I mean, I, I would love to see Toronto get, you know, get a get a bone thrown to, thrown to them. But I think as we said before, history is not on
2: their side. No, whatsoever. it is not. Yeah, when I
1: when I think of the overall good of the league, having Toronto go far would be very good. Yeah. Yeah. Personally I don't wanna see it. I'm I I don't I don't think their fan base <laughs> deserves anything nice. Um And I and here's another selfish reason I want Tampa to win this series. I want Tampa to go all the way to the cup final again. So when they come next year, the next two seasons when the Blackhawks have their first round pick, they're really, really tired and they finish like just out of the playoffs. And now that pick becomes like the 11th, 12th pick. Okay.
2: All right, I like where, or they I, get eliminated,
1: or they get eliminated in the first round because they're too tired of three straight Stanley Cup. Finals. See, we're mm-hmm. looking at
2: it like Stan Bowman. You're looking at it like Kyle Davidson. You're looking years <laughs> down the road, and that's why that's why you're the goat, Greg. Yeah. All right, let's wrap things up before we do. We want to remind everybody uh, to become a member at CHGO. Go to allchgo.com. Check out the written content. You'll get access to our CHGO locker. You're going to get a free shirt. It is awesome. The value's there. Are you tired of clicking on stories about the Hawks or the team you love, and then an ad plays, and there's a pop-up, and there's a 100 things you have to scroll through, and then your screen jumps because another ad's loading? You're not going to get that at allchgo.com. It's ad-free. It is fully supported by the fans. So, and look, truth be told, it helps us out. If you like what we're doing here, it helps the company grow. It helps us stay afloat. It helps everything go very, very well at CHGO as it's been going so far. So if you're a member already, thank you. If you're on the fence, give it a month. Try it out. See if you like it. We're confident you will love the coverage we give you, the Chicago Sports fan, at all All right, we're going to talk to you tomorrow. Audio only. Episodes should drop around 1 30, depending on your podcast app. Could be a little earlier, a little later. Things get held up sometimes, but look for it around one thirty tomorrow. Uh, for my partners, Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.